Welcome to the Grumpy Metalheads podcast with the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and Shrub666. Hi guys and welcome to another edition of the Grumpy Metalheads podcast. I'm the Heavy Metal Strength Coach and I'm joined by my brother in Metal Shrubs 666. How you doing man? I'm doing really good today. Good. Really good right. today. All right, let's delve straight into um, what we've got today. So um, just for those that um, are listening and not watching, um, just do you want to explain what's going on in the background of your video and uh, what we're going to be talking about today? Um, yeah, I, I, I have an album cover for the band Guerrero's um, album Limbo, and it's basically looks like um, probably the River Styx, I would imagine, because it looks like a whole load of sort of like zombie type characters wandering across the river, and where <laughs> and you've got one character facing you just with their head in their hands, basically. It, it's it's quite a striking cover. Um, I think it kind of it kind of fits this album in in terms of not like head in hand of how bad it is just more like the lyrical themes from what i've read about their lyrical themes i haven't found all the lyrics but they are quite misanthropic uh dealing with depression and that sort of stuff so um i i think it kind of fits definitely this album so when was this album released was it um, literally i think this came out uh a week ago friday yeah, so whatever date that was, yeah. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, right at the end of July. Um, and what an album it is. Agreed. Seriously. I, I don't, I, <laughs> every time I listen to it, a different song becomes my favourite. And I've probably, I've probably listened to, I, I don't even know how many times I've listened to the album now, probably about six, seven, eight times this week. And every time I listen to it, a different song becomes my favorite yeah. and sometimes even even within a single album listen cycle every song will all of a sudden become my favorite and then the next one will become my favorite and it just kept going like that and every time you listen you hear something else in the song yeah every time that there, there's just constantly something and just a different layer suddenly peels away and you go wow that's in there that's really cool so um yeah, I I, I'm, I really am struggling to find a favourite. I mean, I think um, Glare is one of my favourites. Um, but Urge, this morning, I was listening to that one. That's the shortest song on the album, and it's just under five minutes. And and that one, again, it was just, just perfect in the five minutes that they, they play it for. It's just... It's this, got this album, normally, I'm, I'm quite good at... Oh, this song's good. I'll, I'll see what that's called. Whereas with this album, I just listened to the the full thing like four times um, yeah no I did well I know what one of the singles is called but I just the full thing just yep that's getting added it just added the full thing to my um various playlists because it is just so good and for me it's in my top three favorite albums this year um it's definitely challenging for number one um it's just that Paradise Lost's Obsidian is just so good as well and I just yeah. It's definitely up there. Completely different to Paradise Lost, but oh, massively different, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this, 
this is basically for fans of, um, if you like, Uada, yeah, um, that that type. I, I would say Magua as well, but I was Magua, that. yeah, Magua a little bit more straightforward in their black metal and not so expansive with it. Whereas like Uada are a little bit more expansive in their sound and allow sort of like some traditional heavy metal sounds to come into it rather than focusing purely on the black metal. Um, but yeah, definitely fans of that. Um, but fans of um, Shamash as well, um, because they've got large, expansive, atmospheric type elements to it. Um, the great old ones. Right, so you can name all, all the top, sort of like top atmospheric black metal bands and they will have elements of it in Guerrilla. Yeah. Um, not that they're clones. I, I think they are, no, they are following their own path. They're not, they're not directly following someone like um, Uada. They, they do have the similar aesthetics in terms of the band have full face coverings, but we know bands like Infernal Sea have full face coverings pretty much. Um, and Uada do, uh, Magua do, Slipknot do, you know, so it's not like they're doing, they're not doing something unique in terms of their own personal aesthetics. A Cult of Fire is another one that has full face coverings. And there's, and I, I found there was elements of, um, Cult of Fire and the traditional Batushka in Guerrero as well. Every time I listened to it, I kept hearing these little influences that possibly influences, but yeah, a little bit of elements. Behemoth as well. Behemoth as well. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Only, yeah. only elements, only elements in certain um, vocal bits, but um, yeah, like it seemed to be. I don't know. It's got all the best bits of those bands. Yeah, it's. It's a black metal album that's not harsh to listen to either. Like it's no. it's just put together so well and it's not overproduced either. Like they seem to have got that balance of rawness and uh, not just doing like really bad production for the sake of it. It's it's just yeah. so well done. Yeah, I, I love it. I love his um I, I love his vocals as well. And once I find the lyrics for some of the uh, some of the other songs, because um, I found lyrics for two, the first two songs on the album. Um and and I will go back and check those out whilst listening to it. But his he, he adds an element of anguish to his vocals, which I imagine probably is perfectly apt for the lyrics as well. So um, yeah, I, I'm definitely intrigued to find out what the the full lyrical contents like and, and follow it along and listening to his his vocals. I mean, he he does they do such a grand job with it. Mm-hmm. And like you say, they've got that perfect balance between rawness and 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 crisp clean production that that just suits it down to the ground yeah it's great it's definitely in my it's definitely in my top 10 for this year without a shadow of a doubt and comfortably in there and like you say it's probably even vying into top five you know so it, it is that that strong an album i i've been i've been impressed with each of the singles they released and couldn't wait for this album to come out and now it's out i'm it's definitely going to be in a playlist for a long time to come. Yeah, I mean, for me, it seems to be a band that are absolutely top of the game. Um, so hopefully... Yeah, I think it's only their second album as well. So yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's impressive, you know. Um, they've only been going since 2016. So in terms of bands, it's still relatively young and to get such a good high quality album that hopefully, hopefully will push them up up to fit in with the likes of Uada, Magua and and stuff like that. It'd be it, great. It'd be a crime if that didn't happen because this, yeah, yeah. this is 
this is great, especially for um, a band so young. I don't know if the members have been others, and because it's already, it just already sounds so good. So yeah, um, hopefully they continue in this direction. Cause yeah, definitely looking forward to the next one. They do, whenever that comes out, I'll be looking forward to that. The minute minute it gets announced, I'll be getting excited straight away. I think yeah, there's, there's not many bands that do that to me. That, that this this new into the scene as such that where you listen to an album and you're already getting excited for the next one before they've even even announced anything or even possibly even written anything for it yeah. um but you're already excited to know when the next one's about to come out so yeah, yeah. closely yeah definitely definitely on, on my list to monitor constantly oh yeah all right then bud what else have we had this week um uh, a band of the 20 buck spin label which uh, i've mentioned numerous times if if you love your death metal you'll you'll you should definitely know most of the bands of 20 bucks spin but this band is um a band called bedsaw yeah. it's their debut album they're from italy and it's definitely for fans of death and blood incantation now i've mentioned blood incantation multiple times as well. to those this week as well <laughs> uh what well i mean let, let's not go into blood incantation because they're they're fantastic um their <laughs> album that came out last year is still in my top 10 for this year um, it's it's so good but um but yeah this is definitely um for fans of that kind of ilk and i'm when i say death i'm not really talking much about their sort of like the latter stuff that death released i'm more talking about screen bloody gore uh leprosy but with some of the proggy elements that they brought in much later on, like in yeah. Human and stuff like that, because um, this is definitely what I'd consider to be proggy death. The songs are relatively short, though, so it doesn't quite fit like the aesthetics of prog, where people go off on tangents for you know fifteen-minute-long songs. <laughs> this isn't that. It's definitely kept short and and sweet. Um, Great sound, um, great song titles like Brains on Tarmac, uh, and there's one to do with a cauliflower. <laughs> just, I have to have a look at that. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> cauliflower, cauliflower growth. Um, yeah, it, it, and dis, disembowelment of the souls. It, you know, they've got some great song titles. I mean, the album's called Hypno, uh, hang on, is it? Hypnagogic Hallucinations. So it kind of gives you um, a sense of where it's going to go. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really, really good album. Um, again, it, it, it sounds a little bit raw, which is nice um, for this type of death metal at times. <clears throat> and, it, and it definitely fits. But they've got some really, really, really lovely moments in it. They, they use some great ambient bits as well to, to, to help it flow. Yeah, um, I, I was just really, really impressed with it as a debut album as well. It's a debut. Um, I'll check that out this week then. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, the band's only been going since 2018. Oh wow! So, um, yeah, and their debut albums come out on, on on a great label that supports death metal, and as far as I can tell, very rarely releases a dub death metal album. Okay. You know, Twenty bucks spin. Really good. It's good label. Okay, what else, mate? <laughs> yeah, this week is quite full. Um, Rebel Wizard. Now, we've both chatted about this because we've both been impressed with this. They're out on Prosthetic Records, their new album, Magical Mystical Indifference. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like it should be um, like 
in amongst those stoner bands, you know, that have wizard in their name and things like that, you know, but, oh my God, if you listen to this, um, you'll be in for a shock if you're expecting some of that sort of like Sabbath wor worship yeah, smoking <laughs> wizard bands. You're definitely not going to get that from this. No, absolutely not. So this um, is definitely for fans of bands like Midnight, Aura Noir, uh, Tribulation a little bit. Um, I consider this to be sort of like blackened heavy metal. Yes. That, that's the only way I could describe this is blackened heavy metal. It's not black metal, but he has a vocal style that's obviously gone through some voice mixing because it, it's, it's really, really harsh, but it's almost electronically harsh. So he's obviously adding some sort of filter onto his vocals. However, it's not done in an absolutely awful way. It, it, it's amazing. Um, and it just makes it even more harsh and visceral, his vocals. But then you have these sort of like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden twin guitar stuff going on. And, and <laughs> it's just, at times it's, it's bonkers in a fun way. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, Christ, the song Dance of the Duchess in the Pale Pink Light. I mean, <laughs> the song titles are mental. Yeah. The songs are completely bonkers at the same time, but really, really good and enjoyable to listen to. Like I say, that, that mix, uh, that, that black and heavy metal mix, this is very much along the lines of Midnight do this sort of stuff. They're a little bit more aggressive with it, but, um, <clears throat> but and Aura Noir is more like your black and thrash, but kind of similar as well. And Tribulation, more because Tribulation now sound like like a traditional heavy metal band, but with the aesthetics of black metal as such, they they started off as a black metal band, but more <clears throat> more into sort of like heavy metal stuff now. Um, really, really good though. But yeah, um, this yeah, them last, last year they were great. Sorry, saw so tribulation last year. They were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I saw them at Temples Fest in Bristol in a cow shed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the guitarists is in Ghost as well, but anyway, that's for a different day. Yeah, but... Um... Don't go there. Right, anyway, <laughs> what else have we got this week? <laughs> yeah, so I'll start that one. Um, and the last one for me this week is The Acacia Strain and their album Slow Decay, currently out on Rise Records. <clears throat> They've been around a long time, Acacia Strain, since 2001 and this is album number nine for them. So they're pretty much on average kicking out an album every two years. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, this is, um, I mean, it's lumped into deathcore, but I, I think it's more sort of like hardcore with death metal vocals. Yeah. Um, this, this album's just filled with those, it, the slower side of hardcore as well. Um, it's definitely got those those slow, really heavy riffs. It has the kind of yeah. It just it is just slowed down hardcore with proper death metal vocals. I mean, it, it, it's great. I mean, it's for fans of Despised Icon, The Red Chord, um, All Shall Perish. Not quite the speed of All Shall Perish, but definitely if you like that sort of style of death metal, you'll you'll definitely get into the Acacia Strain. I mean. I, I've seen them live. I, I saw them many years ago in in Oxford supporting 
hate breed and they were fantastic um so heavy so ridiculously heavy live as well and 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 it comes across on this album i mean literally every song is, is just riff after riff after riff it's just it's it's non-stop it's unrelenting um but what an album i mean I, I love the song. There's a song on there called uh, Chinamaster. Um, and that's, I, I don't know whether it's related to the current um, issues in the US with, you know, cops kneeling on people. Um, but it, it basically starts out shouting, I can't breathe. Um, but I don't know, I don't know whether that's, I don't know when the song was written, whether it was related to it. I, I haven't looked up the rest of the lyrics to see whether it's in relation to that at all. But it just, it just kind of seems apt. Yes. Um, at the moment. And, but yeah, the album, it, it, it it's really, really good. Um, but then again, I haven't really heard a bad Acacia Strain album either. So as this is number nine, they're they're pretty consistent with with the quality of their um, their output um, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, and and well worth checking out. It, it's it's good to be on a lifting uh, training program. Um, pod, you know your your list yeah, playlist. That's it. Yeah, so it, it'd be it'd be perfect in there. I yeah. mean, there, there's enough regression, but a nice steady pace. So. You know, you can just definitely get your mind into that set and just go, bang, nice. wash this up. But yeah, the lyric content is usually a bit more depressive than you'll get with hardcore. It's it's not hardcore. A lot of hardcore is like that positive mental attitude type stuff. This is definitely not positive mental attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely this is definitely talking about all the ills of of the earth at the moment, whether it be people or, well, it will be related to people. But yeah, it's all about basically death and destruction and and misery um but yeah it's great i love it yeah man i'll be listening to that album this week then yeah definitely for me um my release of the week was um the septic flesh live album infernus symphonica and i'm not sure whether it's just because i saw them live a couple of years ago and they really won me over but it just it felt like i was there without the terrible um quality of live recordings it, it seems like the they really tried to get the recording correct and having an orchestra behind them. I, I love that shit. Um, yeah. I mean, put an orchestra behind um, a blackish metal band and like I'm one over. So I'm definitely biased here. Um, you mentioned Blood Incantation. I've been hammering those um, this week in a band that's either called Lick or L-I-K. Yeah, Lick, yeah. And the fucking hell. I, they, they've released another one this week that was great, straight onto the training players. I think there's an album coming really soon as well, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, I picked up I picked up that that new single on on Friday for Lick and, and was was well impressed with it. So um, yeah, looking forward to listening to that a bit more this week. All right, there was a few. And Infernal Sea released a new one on Friday as it well. Did, but I think we're going to save those for next week because it's time for my question of. Uh, what should our listeners be listening to in terms of um, essential listening for Metal Shrubs? Right, well, we're going to go back to an album that was released in September 1990 now. Um, for some people, that might even be before they were born. Um, <laughs> but it's um, Megadeth's Rust in Peace. Now, I struggled with this because um, there's three albums of Megadeth that um, I could have chosen, you know, so um, Peace Sells, so far so good and rust in peace but 
I had to go for Rust in Peace. I saw them for the first time on this tour in in London at Wembley Arena. Um, the, for me, it was the best lineup Megadeth had as well. So it had Nick Menza on drums, Marty Friedman on guitar, and then Dave Ellison on bass, and obviously Dave Mustaine. Um, <clears throat> and for me, that was that was the best lineup that Megadeth have ever had. And literally every song on on this album is is absolutely superb. I mean, it, it, there's not many there's not many thrash albums around that are better than this. Really, this is probably one of the pinnacle thrash albums ever. I mean, even the song Dawn Patrol, which is just just bass and drums and and Dave Mustaine's snarling lyrics, it, it's just it's just fantastic. And, and it doesn't really pick up any pace, but it's just just yeah just that that bass tone that Dave Ellison gets on that that one song is just fantastic um but literally all through this album Marty Friedman you can definitely one of the best guitarists in the world um but instead of doing I mean Marty Friedman's really really great I mean he did a good thing called Cacophony which he did with I can't remember the other guitarist's name but it was like classical music but done thrash style and there was two of them and, and it, it, it's a fantastic album. But nowadays, Marty Friedman's a little bit too much of a, a wankathon, basically, for guitarists. Um, so um, I, I, I can't deal with it. It's, it's, it's just too much. Um, but on this, because he's obviously having to work within a band and within a proper framework of songs, it, it's just fantastic. And and to be honest, Dave Mustaine's probably one of the best thrash riff writers around and certainly was at that time. Um, I'm not so keen on Megadeth's more recent stuff because I, I've just it's, I've just not found it very interesting. Whereas at least here, his subject matter was interesting um, for his lyrical content. The music was interesting with it. So, and yeah, it, what an album this is. And I think, I think if you like, if you like any thrash, then you should have you should have all three of those albums that I mentioned of theirs, but this one in particular, um, it's got it's got a few more sort of like slightly more pop hooks to it, so it just it just keeps you listening more and more, yeah. Um, and yeah, but it, it, it's really really good. And like I say, I wouldn't write off the other two albums either um, because they're they're fantastic and could quite happily have have made it into classic of the month, amazing uh, classic of the week. Should I say not month? Good. But yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, they. They should be in there as well. Beautiful. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listeners, Shrubs, uh, listening to us. Even I can't even speak now. Uh, yeah. We'll be. Uh, I think my coffee's starting to kick in now. So I'll be all right. Yeah, I think I think mine's already burned through. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>